coming to you from the studios of 3411 Coworking. Welcome to another great episode of Between Two Trains. My name is Theo, and I'd like to introduce you to our co-hosts, Van Pappas of Oxygen Financial and Jason Wheelock of Compass Realty. And now, Between Two Trains. Okay, welcome to Between Two Trains. I am your host, Van Pappas, and we come to you on the 1st and 15th of every month with some great entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's like you can get an MBA in your car just listening to all these great entrepreneurs and their knowledge base. So tune in every month to hear their stories. And once again, back from the dead, we have... Jason Wheelock, the wonderful expert real estate agent. Jason, how are you? I'm great. I can't believe it's been 60 days. Yeah. So when we saw you last, you had just recently made the conversion to Compass Realty. So now that it's been a month or two, how are you liking it? Are you still good with Compass? Well, I'll I'll tell you, it's just like moving personally. You always think it's going to be a lot easier. And so it was a pretty chaotic 30 days for the team. Um, But we've kind of settled in, learned the technology. They finally hired a broker in our office. So we're kind of back in business. Now remind me, Compass is a little bit different than say you're, uh, you used to be with Keller Williams, right? right. It's different. It's a different concept, right? It's more technology driven. Is that the process? Yeah. So it's not like open door though, where they buy your home. No open. So different, from Open Door, I would equate Open Door more to like a Duffy Realty model, right? Discount brokerage okay. on a technology level. Compass is um, a traditional brokerage in many senses, meaning we still have brick and mortar and people, which is kind of the stereotype in the news about Compass is they're eliminating people, but we have a beautiful office. And um, unlike most traditional brokerages, though, we have access to a lot of data, right? That's the big word in every business now is data. So we have analytics at our disposal that help us understand um, where our traffic comes from. If I list a house, I can see where is that web traffic? Is it Zillow? Is it Redfin? And we can target people based on analytics that we have. Not to mention we have a great portal for those of you that are getting into the market um, that I think is just as nice or better than Zillow's. And that's another area where most brokerages have suffered in the past is not having a platform for the client to be on and interact with their agent. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. And we're still unlayering all the things on our end, even that they're going to roll out. So it'll be really exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. So listeners, if you are looking to sell or buy a home, Reach out to Jason. He is available, but we're not here to talk about Jason. It's not about me. It's not about you, Jason. Uh, We have a wonderful guest, uh, Dr. Rachel Weimer. Did I pronounce that correct? Correct. All right. And you are a doctor of what? I'm a chiropractor. Chiropractor. All right. So uh, we have actually had a chiropractor on the show before, um, uh, Dr. Miriam Croft. I think she was one of the early guests. She was, yeah. I mean, maybe episode two or three. Pre-iPhone 10, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely pre-iPhone <laughs> yeah. 10. She's wonderful. Yes. And so um, one of the things that's always interesting when I come across a chiropractor living in Atlanta is there are a lot of y'all. So, uh, you know, you've started your business now how long ago? 
Um, I started it in April, so I'm just in my sixth month, actually. Okay. But you've been a chiropractor for longer than six months. I've been a chiropractor for about six and a half years. I was practicing in Midtown before, so um, started my entrepreneurial journey here in Chambly. Okay. So what made you decide to take that leap from, hey, I was working for someone else just as a chiropractor. Hey, I get my paycheck. I go home. I spend time with the family. I don't have to worry about running a business. What made you say, hey, I want to make this leap in a marketplace like Atlanta where there are so many other chiropractors? Um, well, on that on that point, first of all, um, there's not actually a lot of chiropractors in Atlanta. Really? We're just, we all go out on our own. So it looks like there's a lot of us. Um, but we're really, we're a, we're a very small field. We're an intimate field and we all know each other for the most part. Um, but it does look like there's a lot of us because we all for some reason, open our own doors. I'm assuming that I felt that way because of life college, right? Life is located here. That's isn't life. The number one chiropractic school in the country. It is. It's a fantastic school. And you're right. Everybody comes down here from up North to go to school. And then we stay because, uh, we don't have to deal with winters down here, but yeah, there's, there's a good amount of us, but we all go out on our own. So, um, you asked, uh, why I started my business, why I went out on my own. Um, and interestingly enough, I actually started my practice f- to have more freedom. I have two kids and, um, just having my schedule dictated by someone else and my pay dictated by someone else, um, being on my own has given me more freedom. I drive my kids to school every morning. I am home for dinner at night. So quality of life, quality of life. It's yeah. everything. Um, I'm all about life work balance right now. Okay. Well, and actually, this is a good question because life is a place I've seen on TV growing up, and it seems like all the chiropractors go there. So I think a lot of people wonder, what's the difference between any chiropractor across Atlanta if, I don't know, most of them went to Life University, probably in many cases went through a lot of the same training. So how do you differentiate in that business um, and in this market? Well, there are probably hundreds of chiropractic techniques, and this is uh, a question that we're asked a lot. Chiropractors have different um, techniques and goals of care, just like any medical doctor. Um, The problem is that we don't really advertise what makes us different. So when you walk into a chiropractor's office off the street, you don't know whether you're seeing somebody who is a manual adjuster or uses an instrument to adjust, or who prefers to see kids, or who only sees athletes. Um, there are so many different techniques and, uh, I think a lot of chiropractors now are using, um, websites to try and differentiate each other. The big differences between chiropractic colleges are philosophies. Um, and I, that's, I'm sure that's the same between medical schools. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely different techniques and, and different kinds of chiropractors Mm -hmm. just like there are medical doctors sounds just like our businesses real estate agents financial planners they struggle to differentiate too i think right well not oxygen financial we 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 rule the roost um we're unique uh so you were in midtown working for someone else you decided to take the leap land is a big city how did you end up locating in shambly now first off before you answer that where exactly in Chambly are you located? I'm at 5553 Peachtree Road. So I'm right across the street from Gus's Fried Chicken. Okay. I'm in the Whaley Machine Loft building. Okay. Um, which That's is a- uh, Robert Pond's uh, 
uh, building. Uh, yeah. He was uh, a guest earlier. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That oh, you, really? Did you do Robert? I don't think you did, Robert. I Jason. don't think so. Yeah. I might have been Robert on top Brown. of a mountain somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was when you were on yeah. on that trip. Uh, <laughs> Traveling somewhere. Traveling. Right. So, um, all right. So you're in the Whaley Machine Shop. How did you end How up did there? I choose there? I um, we live in Ashford Park, and I love the growth of Chambly. I, Ashford Park is a great neighborhood, um, but I really like that in Chambly we've got a little bit of grit, um, a lot of business owners here, and um, just there's a a really good feeling of camaraderie between everybody here. Um, and specifically the building that I chose, I just, I love the loft feel. It's very different than any other chiropractic office I've ever seen and been to. Um, and it's really just the environment that I wanted to have for my space. Nice, nice. So I'm glad you mentioned about sort of the camaraderie and, and the small business. Jason, we, I think, have talked about this before, but Chambly is very unique yeah. compared to other small municipalities in the area in that it's predominantly mom and pop small business owners. We got 2,000 businesses in the city of Chambly. We don't have the state farms or the Mercedes Benz like Dunwoody right. and Sandy Springs. So, you know, we, we do have that sort of as well, Rachel it, it, said, this camaraderie, because you have all these small business owners doing similar stuff. Well, and part of that, I think, is um, you can't build or create character, right? You have these buildings in Chambly, which redundantly we've talked about, similar to West Midtown in many respects, this industrial feel to it, repurposed uh, spaces. And it's really hard to just set up in Dunwoody or Brookhaven to create that. And so I think that the character of the location attracts a lot of small businesses within itself. Well, as you can see, this is the first time you've been here since we've been at our new location. I just want to give a shout out to 3411 Coworking. They are providing our studio space. And so I think that goes to what you were saying. It's a cool vibe. It's an old industrial building that has been converted into co-office spaces. And uh, you can't, you're right, you can't get something like that. You can't just make, you can't just build that, right? As beautiful as the battery in the Brave Stadium is, for instance, you can't recreate what Wrigley Field and the surrounding neighborhood is, a hundred years, right? It feels, even though it's great, everyone wants to have a good time, it feels like it was manufactured last year to a degree. So I think that if you're a business owner, this is what you want to be in the middle of. Right. Well, let's get back to you, Rachel. So you start your business. What would you say was the biggest challenge making that leap? You know, when, when you actually pulled the trigger. Uh, well going out on your own, I think obviously financially, you know, you're taking a big leap of faith. Um, that was a big challenge for me because I went into this business with no loans. I just jumped right in um, and, and had faith. I, I, it's taken me six years to start a practice, essentially. And um, you just, I, I think at the end of the day, if you want to start a business, you just have to go for it. Um, the, the biggest challenge for me, you know, everything has been pretty seamless, which is nice. I think just right time, right place for sure. Um, but you know, meeting everybody, networking, getting people in the door, I think is a a challenge for any business. Mm -hmm. So in that statement, there are two things I want to explore. First is you mentioned about getting into this without needing a loan. So as a financial planner, I love hearing how you did that, what you, you know, what 
you did leading up to? Did you save your money over those six years? Did you go to mom and dad and said, hey, you know, I need to borrow some money to start this? Tell us a little bit about the financing side of, of how you made this happen. Um, well, I didn't come into this with any savings based on uh, where I was at working before. Um, and luckily, uh, my husband and I were able to come up with enough funds to put down on just my space. Um, so I had, I think, like three months of rent that I had to put down. And... Um, Beyond that, when I opened my doors, I just had to be ready to hit the ground. All right, so that sounds pretty scary. So you went in, you had enough for three months. If you didn't get any customers in the door, you're out of business three months later. I wasn't making my overhead. (laughs) So obviously you've been around six months. That did not happen. It didn't happen. So that goes to the second part of your previous statement where you talked about networking and getting people in. So let's talk a little bit about the marketing. As a small entrepreneur, small business owner, what did you do and what are you doing as far as marketing? You know, in today's age with social media, I'm sure that's part of it. Huge. But did you do anything other than that? Was there? Uh, the biggest thing for me has just been being a part of the community. Uh, that's a big staple. It's a big uh, sort of part of my business, mission of my business, I want to be a part of the community. So I do vol- a lot of volunteer things. I'm a, a coach at Ashford Park Elementary. Um, I host a lot of things in my office that have nothing to do with chiropractic and nothing to do with me. Um, I am out in the neighborhood all the time, just meeting people. And I think that for any small business, people are going to want to do business with people that they like. And so just getting out there and meeting people um, and and being who I am has has helped me the most. So when you left the practice that you were working for, did you have a following that came with you? Did you steal some of those clients? <laughs> or? Well, I wasn't legally allowed to take any of those patients with me, but I... I did have some people who chose to follow me over, which really was, you know, it gave me the confidence to start my own practice. I knew that I had three solid patients that were going to come with me, and that was enough for me to say, I'm, I'm going out on I'm my own. It. I can do it. Mm-hmm. What do you see as your vision for the business if you wake up in five years? What do you want it to look like? Because um, right now it's what you are kind of, every part of it, right? You're doing all the Just administrative. Me. Yeah. The no, you have no employees. I have no employees. and yeah. wearing all the hats, which is wild. So you're not spending 100% of your time being a chiropractor. You're spending maybe 30% of your time as a chiropractor. I like to say that I am 100% mom, 100% wife, 100% chiropractor, 100% admin. <laughs> <laughs> Phew, I'm exhausting. Just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing it all right now. But what was your question? We're, yeah, where are we? Um, and I had I asked this of myself oh, when my I vision? first started: is where do you want to be in five years? And That's sometimes right. that vision changes. But as of today, where do you see this going? I really want to be a different kind of chiropractor. I want to have a very cool space full of very cool providers, all doing different things with a similar goal in mind. Explain that. Like, what what would be some other providers that would be in there? Um, I would love to have a really great, cool PT in there with me. Right now I have a woman who comes in and does amazing natural childbirth classes. Okay. Um, she also 
teaches other doulas how to be doulas. Um, I have a podiatrist who comes in and uses my x-ray machine. Um, I have interest from, you know, body healers, Reiki masters, um, massage therapists. I would love um, estheticians to be in there. I would love for that space to About be yoga. used. I would love for the space to be used for yoga. Um, I have very cool open space, and I just want it to be communally used. You know, mm. I want it to be significant in the community, and I want it to be a place where people go to, um, and they know that they can trust who's in there, um, and, and just a, a really a wholesome place of wellness. Now, I know the building that you're in, because I know Robert very well, is there space for you to grow in there to do all these things, or would you, when you get to that point, have to find a different no, location? I have. I, I purposefully rented space probably larger than I initially needed. So I have a lot of space in there and I have a lot of room to grow. I could definitely change the configuration in my space specifically, but there's certainly room to grow. It's a a big shared uh, building as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, I know that at that time, if I do need to expand actually square footage, that it'll it'll work out in there. I love that space. Do you envision the business as being this mom and pop one location place in Shambly or do you, you know, a lot of chiropractors, just like doctors, they eventually open other locations. We're going to have markets. the Weimer Clinic yeah. on every yeah. street Weimer corner. Weimer Clinic, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I, it's not in my wheelhouse right now to think of different locations. I really want to focus on growing sure. a very You're cool young. location. You're young in the, in the, you're still at the infant stage yeah. of business. Yeah. But would you like to see a scenario like where you were at, where there are other chiropractors that were working for you? I would love to have other chiropractors in my space. I don't know that I would like to have other chiropractors working for me necessarily. Why is that? Um, I think that I want to, I want to give other chiropractors and, and, and other entrepreneurs uh, opportunity to build something that is, um, you know, profitable for them and something that they love. And I don't want to take a piece of that away from someone. I want to, I want to help other people moving forward. And if they can get that start in my space, I'd love that. Um, but I see more of a, an independent contractor relationship in my space. And in terms of growing spaces, um, I don't know. I, I almost feel like I would rather invest in other things if I Mm -hmm. got to that arena rather than more office spaces. One of the things that um, my business coach always talks to me about is what is my one thing? And um, like any business, when you start it, you're doing everything, right? You're the mayor, the fireman, the police officer in a small town. So if you could wake up and every day, you only had to do one thing every day, your business was leveraged, what would be that one thing you would focus on every day if you had the choice? I mean, can kids be my answer? My kids would be my answer, I think. I think I would just love to spend time with them and help them grow to be super cool kids. And I mean, that's that's where my passion is. That's why I have my business right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the business is about freedom then. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break as we hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to play, Rachel, a fun game called Hot or Not. Uh, Jason's got some great hot or nots to throw at you. and Put uh, pressure on me, man. This, <laughs> this <laughs> is all on me now. Uh, yeah. 
Um, this is a business podcast where we interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs of the North DeKalb area. We come to you on the 1st and 15th of every month, and you can hear us on all kinds of podcasting sources. So whether you listen to us on our website at betweentwotrains.com or you got us on in the car for 30 minutes, pull up your favorite podcasts like Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and check us out. We'll be right back. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Have you wanted to own an online business or add new selling channels? Join us in Atlanta for the e-commerce edge up. Attend in-depth sessions about Amazon, eBay, Shopify, and more. Successful e-commerce professionals answer your questions and share real world solutions. We also cover business formation for the state, wholesale, and importing. Brought to you by the Edge Connection, Southern Company, and Scanner Society. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. You've been listening to Dr. Rachel Weimer. And before we get into our game, Hot or Not, so uh, Rachel, does your business actually have a name? (laughs) We have not even talked about that. The Weimer Clinic is what you came up with. I said the Weimer Clinic, but I was just sort of half joking. Seriously, do we have, you know? It's called Atlanta Restoration Chiropractic. Atlanta Restoration Chiropractic. And tell our listeners, if they want to come to you, what do they do? Is there a phone number you can give them? A website? What? Yep. You can go to atlantarestorationchiropractic.com. The number is 770-871-1500. And I'm a big family practice. I see kids, I see pregnant women, um, and I see athletes and dads. All right. And so it's, is it just Monday to Friday? You do any weekend appointments? I'm actually, I'm only there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. But I'm there all day. I'm not there on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got some, you know, appointment only hours. And I'll give a little shout out because I've worked with Rachel quite a few times and she actually discovered. Are you a, a client? I am. All yeah. Right. You never asked. So I never told I you. I didn't. Um, had no idea. Well, she actually discovered that my right leg was slightly shorter than my left. Interesting. And That's so I have this problem. like little. I know, right? Yeah. I'm just. To- something's off about me. Yes. But she made me a little more you symmetrical. Keep, you keep turning in circles. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first one to tell me that. I have this little platform that she had custom made that goes in the right side of my shoe. A lot of the times, you know, I'm not always 100% on it, like any patient. So now I am uh, symmetrical and uniform. So you're wearing lifts. Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) Just one. Just one. One one day I'll probably be wearing Velcro too. So it's the first step. So. Well, we're going to play a fun game called Hot or Not. And Jason, you want to throw the first one out for Richard? Yeah. So um, having a business partner or even an equity partner. I think that's hot. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. A business partner. But you don't have one right now. I don't have one right now. Is this something you would actively look for? I I would love to have a business partner if it w- if it felt sort of organic in nature. I think that I would mm-hmm. love to have somebody come in and, 
you know, use the space 50% of the time and do their thing in there and just kind of share everything. Yeah, I'd love that. That's well, a tricky one. It's all about the person. Yeah. It's all about the person. Yeah. And, and goals, I think, too. Business goals. Well, I'm going to throw one out that uh, I've used before. I like it. It's a fun one. Marrying an entrepreneur. You were going to say that, Van. Uh, yeah. Well, I did not marry an entrepreneur. So it's not hot to marry an <sighs> yes, entrepreneur? it's not hot to marry an entrepreneur. Would your husband, so you're an entrepreneur. I am. What would, how would you think your husband would answer that? I think he loves this. He li- he likes yeah. that he's married to a, an entrepreneur. I do. I think that uh, I think that he would love to be more entrepreneurial, and I yeah. think that together, maybe at some point, we can do more entrepreneurial things. Would you? I mean, could he do some of the administrative stuff for you and bring him into the business, or no, not I don't really? think I could bring him into my business, but maybe maybe future. So future you're endeavors. okay with marrying an entrepreneur, <laughs> but you don't want to. So this is the follow-on to that hot or not working together no, as a couple i could never that's not hot i could never work you need a marrying an entrepreneur man. hot working together not hot. right 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 no way i think two entrepreneurs in the same room for eight hours a day gotta keep a little mystery in your life yeah, man yeah. it's a tough one yeah plus it's always the type a type. it's the take control type that's an entrepreneur right i hope your husband's not listening to this <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a lot of business talk. Yeah. I like to I like to shut it down at the end of the day. You know? gotcha. That's good. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, your kids are not old enough to, to work for you. No, not yet. But okay. Would you put them nice. to work? I mean, since we're sticking oh, with yeah. the family theme, Absolutely. and you've mentioned how the, important that is. I My mom's a chiropractor. I worked in her office. Okay. I loved it. I would totally Interesting. have them in there. Mm-hmm. So you worked for your mom mm-hmm. Oh, I think, uh, did we just lose power in uh, the building? No, nope, there it goes back up. All right. Are we still, we are, might have are to, we still rolling? Here? We're still rolling <laughs> because you know what? Between two trains just yeah. keeps rolling down that track. Yeah, we don't need utilities. It never stops. We can that run train on just keeps going. Um, I have a, a real American one to throw out here. Right. Uh, is the customer always right? Ooh. That statement, hot or not? Yes. It, it is. I think the customer's so. always right. I think the customer's always right. If I said I want a free pi- a uh, session, <gasps> I'm not right. Oh. Yeah. Well, I would say that that maybe the reason you want free sessions is correct, but I don't know that that would be my my. Uh, so you'll do to what you. you have to to make yes the customer feel I'm happy in the relationship. Happy and important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Another challenging one. Yeah. So it's all about how you treat the customer, in my opinion, but. You know, if you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk, right, Rachel? Absolutely. You know, so what do you think, Van? Well, you know, I have a lot of financial planning clients and customer service is very important in the financial services industry, mainly because like chiropractor, there are a lot of us out there. And so, you know, if I don't provide good service, then they're going to go down the road to someone else. Um, A lot of people think as a financial planner, it's all about what kind of return you can get for your client. And honestly, it's really not. Return is important, but I think if you set those expectations with the client, they're happy as long as you're communicating with them about those expectations. I wouldn't doubt that when the market's really good, people love you. And then when it's down, you get all those angry phone calls. Surprisingly, it's not necessarily what you would think. People love me when there's uncertainty because they don't know what what decision to make 
They need that professional advice. When the market's doing really well and you can throw a dart and mm-hmm. make money, that's when people are like, well, why do I need Van? Right. Yeah. I can make money without him. Same in real estate so, for sale by owner. Yeah. Same thing. I've got another good one. Van, I'm going to go for two. Oh, yeah. um, hiring somebody who is fresh, uh, inexperienced oh. versus a seasoned veteran. I like this one. Mm, yeah. That is a good one. Man, I'm having a problem. So you with don't this have area. any employees yeah. yet, but, but let's say here in the next six months, your business starts to grow and you have to hire someone. Are you going to hire someone that's in the industry or are you going to hire someone like right out of college? Oh, oh, that's the question. Okay. Um, Is that, I mean, that's what you intended, Jason or? Or just somebody unfamiliar with whether, yeah, whether they're right out of college, because some jobs you're going to go straight out of college right into, Mm -hmm. but any kind of inexperienced scenario, whether it's your admin, another chiropractor. Yeah. If we're talking about admin, I think, uh, I think fresh eyes make for great admin and I and I we often find in our field that some patients make great admin um, because they just have a love for chiropractic. In terms of another chiropractor, I'm I am happy to employ recent grads uh, or mm-hmm. have recent grads in my office. I think that they come with a lot of information and excitement and um, they're up to date on their research and their knowledge base. Um, sometimes the older chiropractors are pretty stuck in their ways and mm. it's kind of hard to get. So like your mother, would you hire your mother? You worked well, for your mother. Work would your her. mother work for you? She, I don't know that she would work for me, but she would definitely work with me. Uh, and she teaches now. So she's certainly at the forefront of research. She teaches chiropractic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Up at the Let me guess at life college. At life college <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> um, so more experienced people are more expensive. Right, so. Absolutely. And that's that's the problem when you're starting a, a new business. And, you know, right now you're you said I'm wearing every hat. Mm-hmm. I'm the admin. I'm the chiropractor. I'm the, you know, doing all the different things that I have to do to run my business. And you I would guess maybe are doing about 30 percent of your business as being a chiropractor. And then the other percentage is all those other jobs. So when you do hire someone, you're right, Jason, you have to weigh how much is I'm you know how much is this worth? With those young bucks, you can teach them the Weimar way. Yeah, you can teach them, mold them, teach them new tricks. That's right. Although to have an experience, the problem admin would the be problem great. is teaching them means that you have to spend that time yeah, doing exactly. that. Whereas hiring someone, right. this goes back to your hot or not, where you hire someone who's got the experience. They come in, they already know everything about how to do what you're asking them to do. So if they are experienced, they're either going to bring really bad habits or they're going to bring really great habits. So if you're going to hire experienced, mm. you, if they're experienced and they have really great habits that they've learned, it can be a re- awesome hire. That yeah. And so in my dealings with business owners and entrepreneurs, that is a real challenge. You've hit on something that's very important because a lot of times entrepreneurs are really good at what yeah. they do. Right. Rachel's a great chiropractor. She does it well. She knows it. The question is, does she have the business side to say, I'm going to interview someone and understand, is this person going to fit mm-hmm. or are they bringing in those bad habits that you just said? Well, it takes a lot of time to do that. If you hire impulsively after a meeting with somebody, you're basically flipping a coin. If you hire somebody 
like you're describing, you got to spend hours with that person to understand, and then you got to have them show you, right? Mm -hmm. That's always the biggest thing is application. But I definitely think that really great people are more in the minority because average isn't good. So if you want to find really great people with experience, you're already looking for a smaller pool of folks, right? Yep. This this conversation stresses me because it's been the biggest challenge of my business is finding folks with good habits. Right. You know, all these and when moments. you made the change uh, recently, yeah. did all your folks come with you, or did you have to hire new people? They they all came with me, and then um, our executive assistant decided she wanted to go back to California a few weeks ago. So there you go. You just have turnover. Yeah. You know. So anyway, back to Rachel. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> yeah. a big challenge with any business. The hiring and oh. hiring good people and keeping them on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in your plan here, you're six months in. I'm assuming you have some kind of plan. Do you have an idea of where that critical mass is of you saying, okay, now I definitely have to hire someone. I can't do it all myself. I've had different opinions from a lot of other seasoned docs on when to hire someone. Um, for me... For me, it's going to be a while. I, I definitely want to make sure that I hire the right person. And if that means that I've got to do more things on my own for longer, I'm, I'm happy to do that. What if it affects you being able to Patient bring load. on more patients? Yeah. Maybe my mom can come help me out. Oh. <laughs> or my husband. <laughs> so did you become a chiropractor because your mom? I mean, is that... I did. Mm-hmm. You know, following did. in mom's footsteps? I did. It's crazy. Is that the dream that we it's all want our kids to follow in our footsteps? I think she's very... It took me a long time to tell her that I was going to go to chiropractic college because I knew she was mm-hmm. going to be really excited. And I wanted to be sure. Uh, she is a fantastic chiropractor. Well, she wasn't of... teaching when you went to school, Mm-mm. was she? Nope. She had a private practice. I was going to say, practice. was she... Was she uh, no, that would have been nice. Did you get an A? That would have been nice. No, she was in private practice, a uh, big family practice up in Michigan, and okay. I grew up in there, and that's that's really... You grew up in Michigan, not here. I grew up in Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't you hear the accent, Van? Uh, yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. A little bit. A little Midwest in there. <laughs> no. So we, we only got a couple of seconds left. Tell me why... Why Atlanta? So if you were in Michigan, why Atlanta? Yeah, well, we moved here from Chicago, and we just loved the city. We really love the growth trajectory here, and I love the way the city is So your growing. mom moved her practice to Atlanta? She left her practice okay. and moved down here to and be closer to her kids and teach. Okay, so that's when she made the change to teaching. She would never actually ran a practice here in Atlanta. Did right, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a good one, Van. Do you have any more questions for Rachel? Because we're at the end of our time. And I'd like to thank Rachel for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Jason, again, thank you as always for, you. for co-hosting. And to our listeners, you can check us out on BetweenTwoTrains.com every 1st and 15th of the month. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.